0: Entertainment. I love the way you say film Hello, you're welcome to the film show I'm Mike, that's Brian, that's Steve Just messing with Brian because he gives me, uh, gives me crap every week about, my, about the similarity in my intros You could learn a thing or two from me Brian Lloyd about consistency uh, I didn't
1: say anything, I literally said nothing I didn't even open my mouth. and already you're you opened your
0: mouth with your eyes. You opened his mouth with his eyes, D. We both saw it. Um, I have a bone to pick with you. Oh, Christ. Um, Are we starting into this? We're, starting, we're going straight for We're going straight for it. Okay. So, Brian uh, went over to London on Tuesday, as we're known to do, to interview some movie stars. The movie star in question was Paul Rudd. Now... We've busted Brian's balls a little bit. Well, I have. Do you like the interview? I've busted Brian's balls.
2: Yeah. In the past,
0: about his interview with Paul Rudd for the first Ant Man movie, which was like a really bad Tinder date from my perspective, where uh, somebody, where half the date, 50% of the date, one person was afraid and just wanted the date to be over as soon as possible.
2: See, I got a totally different vibe. I thought Paul Rudd was really into it. That's the vibe I was getting. Okay. Second interview. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Paul Rudd, it is, is, looks like he's, you know, he feels like he should remember you because he feels threatened. I, I, okay, right. So I, you then, Brian Lloyd, got Paul Rudd to give out to me. I did. Who who was your boss at the time. Okay, right, now. To name check me, Paul Rudd, Brian. Paul Rudd, you got Paul Rudd to give out to me. Okay. The nicest man on earth.
1: I did. Now, I let's back this up for a second, okay? So, to put this in context...
0: Like gave I, all the context.
1: I know, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, as in, like, it, I brought it up in the sense of... I was like, oh, the last time I talked to you, I got in, I got in a lot of trouble. My boss didn't like the interview kind of thing, and, you know... That, oh, hang, hang on a
0: second, hang on. Uh, Charlotte, can you play that?
1: Because I got really... I got my ass handed to me about that interview. Really? My, bo- my boss was not happy with that interview. We should give him a message saying, hey, yeah, what's, yeah. what's his name? Mike Sheridan is his name. Alright, well, do we start it off with that? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Mike. Sheridan. Uh, want you to know, your man here, not lying. I, we were talking about Barry White, receiving guests, and uh, It just not- spiraled from there, like. Yeah, went from there, and, and I felt- Thank you. It, it. Bring it. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, yeah, okay. Okay. good to see you again. Good to see you, thank so, you. So, Mike,
0: could, you know- Thank you. He was telling the truth. Okay, uh, oh, we've, so we've just, we've just seen the interaction. Sure. Now, can we show the a <laughs>
2: Like, but to be fair, I didn't know I what he was know. doing. I, I don't know if in that particular clip you saw, you saw it from each angle. But when Paul Rudd's going in, he's smiling. And Brian's like... Brian's he's like, like... He's terrified. He has a thing about closeness. I don't like...
1: Yeah, I... Even
2: I, when it comes to Paul Rudd, apparently. Yeah, like, I What's get,
0: wrong with you? Who wouldn't want to hug Paul Who would want to... Show of hands, who, who would like to hug Paul Rudd?
2: I've been hugged by, by Paul day, Rudd. I've also
0: held his hand up.
1: Like, okay, right. Like... Uh, Okay, right. You're
0: ungrateful is what you are. No,
1: it's not ungrateful. It was not, it just, I didn't know what to do. And like, he pulled me in. I was like, oh God, oh God, is this happening? And I was like, oh. Uh. Uh, what,
0: what did he smell like?
1: He smelled lovely. I mean, it was <laughs> like, I'll, I'll say that right now. He smelled lovely. Like orange and jasmine and just.
0: Like s- it, was, it was zesty. Zesty, yeah. yeah a there bit of citrusy. Citrusy. citrusy yeah, smell. Citrusy yeah. yeah, I it can was, see Paul Rudd smelling a bit zesty. Yeah. Citrusy. It was lovely. Um, Not like Radox, like like the expensive stuff. No, yeah, 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 yeah
1: definitely, yeah. yeah. He, like, yeah, like, it. Like, uh, wouldn't be surprised if he had his own scent, you know, that kind of way, mm-hmm. as in, like, he had a purpose-made scent, like, you know, Odeon for men or something. But, um, I don't know, yeah, um, I was very, Which is like... kind
2: of appropriate, because Anchorman's movie we're talking about later. Yeah, I remember how he has... Oh, what's it called? Sex Panther. Like, yes. 60,
1: works 60% of the time, every time. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I... Like, I, I swear to God, like, I was going into that interview, and it was going to be a professional interview. Like, I had every intent, and I, I was to going to make it a good... Like, I mean, he wrote the film, and I was like, okay, I'm going to ask you about, like, all this stuff. And it went out the window within the... Literally, in the first minute, I was like, okay, well, I've lost... Because the
0: t- what what happens is with, with these setups is that it's a room, and there's a film crew in the room, sound person or somebody timing the room and uh, generally speaking the actor or director or whoever is a filmmaker sitting there and you go over to them you're like hey how's it going i'm blah 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 you're like the 20th person mm-hmm. that day or whatever. and you make a little bit of small talk make a little bit of small talk yeah. paul rudd is a very nice human being i've been here before as well was standing up and he's to, to greet people to be like hey how's it going i'm paul he's awesome so we hear because <laughs> the people in the room have started recording earlier <laughs> so we can hear the conversation and you could hear Brian go, Oh man, I got shit over the last time I was talking to you from my boss. <laughs> but like, I would say, cause I said it to him. I said, Oh, you're standing up again.
2: And he
1: was like, Yeah. And I was like, sorry, just the last time He's I... He's like, yeah, I've
0: stood a few times. <laughs> yeah, I know, but
1: I said it. I was like, oh, sorry, sorry, just the last time I did this interview, I, the last time I interviewed Fine
2: you. Fine, admit it. When you went into that room, you totally I wasn't. intended to bring up the I swear interview. to you God. You just own it. I, Owned Deirdre,
1: it. I really didn't. I really, I genuinely didn't. And this is it. I had...
2: As soon as you saw him stood up, you were like, that's my cue. I can use this, because that's what he did wasn't. in the last interview. Yes. It wasn't. It genuinely Making wasn't. Making it about you. Huh. It
1: I swear to God it wasn't. Because, like, look at the interview I did with Evangeline Lilly, the interview I did with Michael Douglas, and You hadn't met them before. I had I interviewed Michael Douglas for the last one, I interviewed oh, Peyton right. Reed for the last one as well. Yeah, but you hadn't all gone on a
2: date with him, like.
1: <laughs> no, but I'm saying they were all professional. Like, they were all very professional, like, but it was, Paul Rudd just threw me off because he was too nice. Paul Rudd is so nice, I can't be professional. That's the problem. It's his it's fault, it's not his mine. Fault. It was a
0: John, John Krasinski as well was so nice. I cursed at him. You cursed at the two of the two of the nicest men in Hollywood, John Krasinski and Paul. R- like they're both notoriously nice people. I know. I can't handle it. Like it's so rare that nobody has a bad word to say about about somebody in Hollywood who's that famous. Everybody's like they're so lovely. Brian,
1: I, I can't handle it. I can't handle people being nice to me. Like it's just I don't know. Like I I don't know. I don't know. I like I can't. I like yeah.
0: When's I, your when's your interview going up, Brian?
1: Uh, I think they're live now. I. think. Think or if not they'll be going out next week. I think um, that's a
0: fairly uh, the fairly broad spectrum. Of I don't mine. know. I'm sorry. Like I didn't <laughs> is it know like a week. Maybe now. I don't, I don't know. know.
1: Like I mean, I gave the cards in to be edited, and then I don't know. Like ask Char- like Charlotte Reed, who, <laughs> the brilliant Charlotte Reed, who puts together this show. She is an absolute trooper of a woman. Um, whenever she gets to it, I guess I don't know. She
0: should have had this information. She's a trooper. What's like? <laughs> She's plucky Yeah, it's She's plucky. plucky Our new favourite word <laughs> that, that, that was the uh, That was the word of the week uh, yeah. f- A few weeks ago Actually when the John Krasinski movie week. Your Quiet Place was out Oh no that was taught Taught Taught, taught. 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 Um, Let's talk about <laughs> We us also about had the dank <laughs> The dank Oh the yeah. dank <laughs> Dank <laughs> memes man Right Yeah Okay let's talk about Mamma Mia <laughs> Uh, Deirdre, this is all you. This is all you, yeah. This is all you. Brian's waffled on enough. There, like, they yeah. watch him look disinterested. Yeah. Well, it's not about him. Watch. I'm not. I'm just, just pay just pay attention, viewer. I'm not. I'm getting
1: comfortable so I can hear what Deirdre is going to say. That's not being bored. I'm going to now give you my full attention. Hit it.
0: <laughs> so, Deirdre. So, <laughs> uh, first film is one of the biggest box office hits ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and
2: little fun fact: the fourth highest grossing movie ever in the Irish box office. It, that, that's a lot to do with Abbott, go. isn't
0: it, so obviously? Yeah. Like, and yeah. Abbott are still so popular here. Yeah,
2: and I mean the fact that there's like Meryl Streep and Pierce Brosnan and stuff in it. I suppose... Uh, like, no, but I do think that part of the charm of the first film, I will say this for it, is that you would have actors who weren't necessarily singers singing ABBA songs. And I think that what that actually did was it created this kind of communal, like, you know, if they can sing, I can sing along. People and singing in the of,
0: shower, but as a musical.
2: Yeah, it was kind of an every man <laughs> yeah. kind of thing as opposed to, you know, there being that distance when, say, you go to, say, a Broadway show and the singers are so unbelievably talented that you're just like, okay, okay, I'll never be like you. Like Patrick
0: Wilson. Like, yeah. Patrick Wilson. like Patrick exactly. Wilson. Like Patrick Wilson. Exactly. Like Patrick Wilson. Exactly. Wilson. Um, to show but
2: thing. I think that That kind of I think that that was Part of the charm Of the first one So
0: do you think that Like cause, like Piers Brosnan Had the absolute Mickey taken out of him For the yeah. first film do you, do you think he thinks He's deadly Like do you think Piers is like Yeah Like he's like I Air grabbing I,
2: I, I honestly don't think He cares I think that he just Really really loves making these films and I think that that's it's just yeah exactly I mean that's the vibe you get from Mama Mia Here We Go Again that the cast the returning cast there's like Amanda Seyfried in there Pierce Brosnan Colin Firth um, Christine Burinsky, Julie Walters, I could go Love on and Christine, on. Love Christine, Ber- Christine yeah. She's She's awesome. fabulous. She's yeah. awesome. Um, but they're all back and you can just tell that they're so happy to be with one another again, to be like singing and dancing, even if it's just kind of stupid looking. Like they're just <laughs> having the time of their lives and there's an infectious sense of joy about that. And then when you go to the Donna flashback sequences with um, Lily James, who is incredible. You're a, you're a big fan of Lily James. Yeah, right? like if it hasn't already been established that she is a super star in this film she takes the reins from Meryl Streep that is Whoa. no easy task and she is amazing in this film
0: Is Meryl Streep plucky?
2: Meryl Streep She's wearing overalls. He she is. Well, she kind of is. She's bouncing around the Greek islands. She's Ireland. basically yeah. in a very much diminished role in this and I don't know if I can say why for fear of spoilers but her role is much much smaller in this I mean definitely your lead actresses here would be Amanda Seyfried and Lily James
1: Can we talk about Cher for a minute?
2: Yeah You can talk about Cher anytime you want
1: (laughs) I mean if I could turn back time Mm.
2: Hey! I'd find a way Um, You wouldn't want to turn back time because you like them older Yeah he believes I, like, I wasn't even going there, Yeah, but I felt like you were going to go there. Anyways. Yeah, sure, sure, as well, sure.
1: Uh, no, okay. Uh, no, no, I, I,
2: I, uh,
1: anyways, um, Christine Baranski, if I was going oh. to go. <laughs> But anyways, um, oh I loved God. her when she was in Sybil.
2: Remember,
0: she was like, is Dr. It because, Dick.
2: Is it because her character is kind of a cougar? Is that it? Oh, Christine yes.
0: Boranski she is beautiful. She's yeah, beautiful. In fairness. Yeah, yeah. 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 And but, she's an
2: incredible um, performer as well. Like she can sing. Yeah, she's you know? she's, she's Broadway great. and yeah, Broadway. Exactly, yeah like always. Chicago and everything. Yeah, yeah. She's and she was brilliant
1: too. in like The Good Wife and The Good Fight. Like mm. th- those are great TV shows. Um, why are you share in it, basically? So <laughs> she
2: plays um, Amanda Seyfried's character's grandmother or Donna's mother. So, oh. um, in spite of there only being a three-year age difference between her and Meryl Streep. I was going to say, yeah, Yeah. that doesn't... Yeah, Yeah, okay. She did turn back time. I guess she think. did find a way. Yeah. yeah, but she is, oh my gosh, she's just so fabulous in this. I mean, when she sings, and I won't say what she sings just in case. She again, sings Fernando or something, isn't it? I thought that was a spoiler. I thought, but no, she sings it in the trailer. <laughs> oh, well, if she, if sings, she sings it okay, in the trailer. Okay, it's fine. If it's in the trailer, it's fine. It's I thought, fine. Yeah. I, I didn't see that trailer. I they, they released like five yeah, different trailers. Yeah, there was, was it, yeah, there were like loads of um, oh my gosh, just everything just freezes and everyone was like, On share because she's just, she just has it. She's just such an incredible. Anybody that's been that popular for that
0: long. there's there's generally a very good reason why and I mean she
2: is like such a scene stealer in this but at the same time like you know it is very well balanced between the characters like everyone kind of gets their moment and you get to see all your favourite characters and kind of the young version of all your favourite characters and what's great with the young cast is that they're all very likeable and they're great great singers so unlike the first two. So this is the
0: younger version of Brosnan and Scar's Garden and Colin Firth
2: and I mean particularly the young um, I can't remember their names but the young versions of Christine barinsky's and Julie Walters characters I think they both come from Broadway background yeah, okay. and they can see yeah. oh my gosh they're unbelievable and I do think we'll be seeing more of those actresses in the future because they're they play young Christine barinsky and Julie Walters so so Julie well Julie Walters is amazing is oh, Julie Walters is just yeah. great and everything yeah. like
1: yeah like I think and I know this. I'm, I mean I know most people would know her from loads of other stuff Like, like but like, but, like the performance she gave throughout the whole Harry Potter series. Yeah, amazing. It
2: was yeah. so good. like, And I mean, that emotional finale, yeah. what happens in the last film. Oh my gosh, your heart just goes yeah. out for her. It's amazing. Nah, you lost me in Harry Potter. I know, but see, this no, is it. she is amazing in the yeah. series. I know,
1: you yeah, see, this is it. You'd be like, eh. But like, I mean, she is the best in that entire series. She's the best actor, I mm-hmm. think. She like is so... Really? Auth- I think so. But you have Harry like Fries,
2: Alan Rickman, Alan Kenneth
1: Branagh.
0: Brendan Gleeson, Robbie Coltrane. She gives it the... M- Daniel Radcliffe. Ha. Only joking. Well, <laughs> like, no,
1: know But genuinely, you go back and watch those films. She is the one I think that is the most authentic and real. Mm. Like, she gives the most real performance in. But like
0: like. she's in a Mike Lee movie. Or something. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, the only other person who I could say kind of is on her same level is your one who played Rupert.
0: Kendall. Rupert right
1: No, no, no. And you want to play Umbridge? What was her name?
2: Oh, um, oh, Staunton? I forget her name. Melda Staunton.
1: No, was it a Staunton I don't know who You was. have an iPad in front
0: oh, of you yes, IMDB yeah. open. Oh, I do
2: think it's a Staunton Yeah it was. It was a Mel
1: Yeah. On, let me let me let me get this up there.
0: Hang on. Brian. <laughs> Brian's like my dad Imelda trying Staunton. to um, You're like my dad trying to turn on Sky. <laughs> How does What A V what? what? What No, a Staunton
1: yeah. yeah. Imelda Can Staunton.
0: I get the Netflix on the sky? How does that work?
2: Um, but, but you dug this a lot, you? you Give it four stars. I loved it. I loved it, and I'm not giving it four stars because it's a great movie. Because look, it does what it says on the. It's tin. a four star it's, experience. It's a che. It's cheesy. It's predictable. But oh my gosh, I felt so so. Happy yeah. coming out of that movie well, you, like, went
0: to, you went to the Irish premiere So it was like no, it, no, 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 I went not. to you the press screening. I went to the
2: press screening Oh, okay but er, but the premiere Looked like great fun yeah, They uh, yeah. had yeah. the music and but stuff But everyone who came out Of that screening Was smiling Like even like I was talking to some of the guys Before and they were like Yeah, yeah, not gone On the first Mamma Mia Which I wasn't myself But like I came in here And I sat down You can ask Fiona Flynn And David O'Shaughnessy That I sat down And I said Well, that film just broke My cold critical heart
0: What did you call Dave? They were Sha- Shaughnessy She said Shaughnessy You Shaughnessy. said
2: Shaughnessy Did I Oh whoops <laughs> Have you been saying it wrong for years And you didn't <laughs> realise it I never said his surname I suppose to him Why That's
1: didn't we good. tell him about that? i got to tell him about this Sorry. Afterwards do rat go. her out What
2: do you mean rat her
1: out Snitch um, Yeah and it's funny as well Because funny Dave O'Shaughnessy <laughs> Was at the Irish premiere <laughs> like
0: I like that So Dave, what uh, I just want to simplify The premiere With sitcom
1: friends Yeah with his sitcom pals And they He said it was like it was hilarious, yeah. like uh, watching the
0: whole film. Singing it... along and
1: every yeah, and he said like well, even when Pierce Brosnan started singing, the whole audience broke their whole laughing. But like, oh, but poor, not in a, but poor like, Pierce Brosnan. but not in a mean way. But in yeah, the sense a of like, we were laughing. Lots of very with, small song. Yeah, yeah, laughing with him, I guess. So,
0: yeah, I Did, like. Was, I, was it Meryl Street that said she taught Pierce? Brosnan sounded like Brian Adams When the first one came out I could be wrong there (laughs) I was like
2: Are you sure about that Meryl?"
0: Brian Adams
1: Are you sure about that now? uh,
0: Wait Brian
2: Adams? Brian Adams yeah Can't you pronounce anything Brian?
0: Wait but there's two There's Brian Adams I know that Brian Brian Adams
2: (laughs) Okay right Grant
1: I thought she meant like Ryan Adams The you know The singer songwriter guy With the Who did like the Taylor Swift album No that's a,
0: that's a bit of trivia on Taylor Swift you know he had in a locker. No,
1: Ryan Adams. The,
0: the, <laughs> the, 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 I know
1: Ryan Adams is. And he did this album that was a cover of Taylor Swift songs. Oh, okay. Do you not know this? No. Okay, okay well, yeah. No. Uh, okay, right. Well, there was an album. He did this whole album that was, why are we talking
0: about this? You're the one who's talking <laughs> about I mean, it. I know, why, can why you am I talking start, about can you just get off your phone and lower down, Brian. <laughs> <Sorry>. Get off <laughs> your phone and lower down, Brian. Sorry. Just mute on. him. Mute him. Gone off it. Shut sure up, it. Brian. Anyway, <laughs> Brian, what did you think of
1: Um, We uh, have an interview Well Dee did an interview with Drew Mm Pearce Who is the writer-director of Hotel Artemis That'll be on On The Line On The Line On The Line Um, This film is being I feel And you talked about this in Mm -hmm. the interview It's kind of been marketed As an action thriller and it's not that at all.
0: Well, D, I think, remember when you were going to see it and you hadn't seen it. D, you were yeah. kind of saying, I think you just Wick. saw the trailer. You were like, it's, just, it's like John Wick. Yeah. It's uh, well, the hotel yeah. and John Wick. The, the fucking
2: pencil. And I asked him about that, and he was like, I. And I was like, well, is that okay that it's being compared to John Wick and he was like I'm delighted it's being compared to John Wick it's not because it doesn't like Brian said it's not really you wish Drew but he did say that it was he found it very complimentary because he loves John Wick and I was like well that's great because me and the guys love John Wick
1: yeah but like it's not you see that's it like it's not really an action film at all it's more like a kind of like a crime thriller cracking cast yeah brilliant cast like you have uh, Charlie Day Sterling K. Brown, who's an incredible actor. Mm. Um, Dave Batista, Jodie Foster, brilliant in this. But when is she never? Jeff Goldblum. Not? Jeff Goldblum turns up in it. Zachary Quinto's in it. So like it has this real ensemble. Who's
0: your one from Kingsman that's in the trailer lot?
1: Sophia Botella.
0: Sophia Botella.
1: Botella. Um, yeah, she's in it as well. But it's really like Sterling K. Brown is kind of I would guess you would call him the lead, but he's not really the lead. But he's it's just it's an ensemble cast. And essentially what's going on is is um, it's like what he said. It's continental and Continental, yeah. It's essentially a hospital for criminals. It's set in 2048. 2028.
2: 2028. Apologies. Sorry, I was talking about it earlier, so yeah, I remember. No, no, no. I don't <laughs>
0: apologize for getting something right when Brian gets something wrong.
1: Anyways. Um, Los, Sterling,
2: Ga- Los Angeles. In
1: Los Angeles, yeah. And there's riots <laughs> going on. Do you want to just do the plot? Like, I mean, you're talking over me. Dear, no
2: do,
0: I was helping she's, okay. helping. she's, she's getting, it. getting it right know, sorry, she's getting
1: sorry, it right yeah. Um, but yeah so there's riots going on in the city because like there's water shortages and what have you and they're basically holed up in the in the in the hotel uh, and then it's just like if I had to compare it to something I know this is not an apt comparison but if I was compared to something it would be like Assault on Precinct 13 that's yeah, an interesting yeah, comparison like yeah. That, yeah, in the sense of you know it's Trapped into one place, they're trying to keep people out, but people come in, and then when people come in, it's sort of like, okay, well, why are you here? kind of thing. They're trying to figure out people's
0: motives. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And
2: and there are kind of different relationships between the characters who are already, who are already there. there. Yeah. And there's kind of, you know, tension building and conflict is becoming kind of inevitable. Yeah. So. How,
0: how did he, did he get Jodie Foster to make this? Because she's fierce fussy about what she's appears in as an actor. Yeah.
2: Well, um, we actually talked about it in the interview uh, also. It was a great interview. Um but he basically basically said that he has no idea how, but Jodie Foster managed to get her hands on the script. And apparently she still won't tell him how, but she got her hands on the script and she got in contact with him and said, look, I'd be really, I'd really love to get involved in this if you'll have me. And he was like, uh, you're Jodie Foster. So obviously um, we'd love to have you. And yeah, I think that she's brilliant. She is, Yeah. brilliant. Like the nurse feels like it is tailor-made for her. for her she's so good Really, at yeah. and made, she makes it her own yeah exactly and her she plays the nurse in it who essentially runs the hotel and her assistant is Dave Batista, who plays a character called Everest and the two on screen the together dynamic. they just have a great dynamic great chemistry they even look like brilliant together just little yeah. her and Martha I feel like Jim Jodie Foster
0: is not enough part of that conversation about the best actor and it's always like Meryl Streep yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like Jodie Foster maybe it's because she's worked with less consistency to Meryl Streep or she doesn't, you know fart in the bath and film it and get nominated yeah. for an Oscar or yeah. maybe
2: it's because the films that she gets involved with are just few and far between like yeah. Meryl Streep seems to always yeah. have a movie out you know yeah. pretty much every year and Jodie Foster like you said is a little more kind of selective of what she and gets to involved in and to be
1: fair as well Jodie Foster is getting into directing in a big way like yeah, I mean she did true. Money Monster with George Clooney that Fanny.
2: wasn't great at all now. I
1: like that I thought that was alright I thought that had a real kind of Sydney no genuinely I thought that had a real kind of Sydney Lamette network she, she,
0: was. she was going for that yeah certainly but yeah uh, I, anyway, I just I, I think it could have been something and it wasn't. Yeah, and I think you get you get, you know you get George Clooney and Julia Roberts to do a movie together again, and you're like oh, and then you watch it and you're like man, they just did it because it was Jodie Foster. Yeah, that's there's an. No, Jack Colman was great in
1: it. Yeah, Jack Collins was brilliant in as well. You did you interviewed him for that. I in, yeah, I interviewed Jodie Foster for it as well. Like, and she was really interesting. No, but like it's it's funny because yeah, you're absolutely right. I think if she was being more. I think if she had more consistency in her work, you're absolutely right. We'd be talking about her the same way we talk about Meryl Streep in *Sophia*. Is It's like, oh, she's one of the greatest actors ever. But because she's really selective, I think that's what kind of almost is playing against her,
0: you know? But then again, like, I mean, uh, you know. She's what? never been one to just take the money. No. Uh, and the mm-hmm. cash in because she turned down uh, Clarice Starling for Hannibal. Yeah. Um, after the first... Uh, Sons into the Lambs made so much money yeah, yeah she yeah. didn't want to do it she said no Ju- Julianne Moore came in and was obviously I mean you know made a lot of money but nowhere near nowhere near the, what the first one nowhere near what the first one um, was so she's obviously got a you know integrity integrity strong yeah. integrity there she wanted to do something for the sake because she thought it was too violent
1: yeah and it's funny because like when I was watching when I was watching Hotel Iron, was the thing that kind of struck me about this was was that had it like it's very unlike films you see nowadays. Like, it really does feel like a film from the 70s. Yeah. Insofar as is that, it's very... It kind of
2: feels like a film that's already become a classic yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Like, it's the kind of thing that, like, you would am- totally imagine this being in the 70s. And, like, it just it has a real 70s feel to it and that it's very dialogue-driven,
2: Kind of the sci-fi aspect, the sci-fi of it as aspect well, yeah. of it, but
1: it's kind of in the background. But there's a film familiarity with it. There's it's a lot like of, it's like ten it's years
0: from stylized, now, so it's yeah. kind of close enough to yeah. Yeah, exactly yeah. To be realistic. Yeah,
1: and there's like a lot of grit to it as well. Like I mean, mm-hmm. when the action does kick off, it's done very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is not an action movie. No, no. not at all. Like don't it's, go into this expecting action.
2: There is action in the third. Um, Third act. No, third act. And uh, fun fact: Sophie Batella worked with the same stunt coordinator as she did on Atomic Blonde for her sequence. Ooh. Ooh. So I go. forgot she was in Atomic Blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. She's yeah. a French agent.
1: I mean. yeah. Yeah. That's right, yeah. um, speaking of John Wick, has and I know this. We're going off course, but I don't care because we've mentioned John Wick, so now I'm going to say it. Has everyone seen the on-screen f- the footage of Keanu Reeves on a horse? riding it through New York. I
2: saw the photo.
1: There's a video of it. Oh, I saw that D liked the
2: photo
0: and then know. I liked the photo that <laughs> D liked, liked.
2: And then I
1: liked the photo uh, that D liked and that you liked. Yeah. And then there was a video and I need to show it to you because it's so amazing. It's just like Keanu Reeves running through New York on the back of a horse. Amazing. It's, I, I, Jesus. I seen it was like, oh
0: my God. If you're thinking, what's been missing from the first two John Wick films? A horse. Keanu Reeves on a horse in Manhattan shooting some lads Amazing, brilliant.
1: Um, like, I think it's true lies. Do not remember true lies? Yeah. my horse is getting tired. <laughs> like, come
0: on, like that's just oh Jesus. So, uh, speaking speaking of uh, John Wick, I interviewed Chris McQuarrie uh, oh, yeah. for the new Mission Impossible. And we're going to be revisiting Way of the Gun, which is Chris McQuarrie's first film next week. And um, um, I got to talk to Chris. I mentioned we were going to revisit it on the show, and he was delighted. He was kind of delighted to talk about it. Nice. Right. But um, one of the things you spoke about was in Way of the Gun. I know you, you're going to watch it, so I don't want to ruin you. But we talked a lot about it, and that opening is just superb as well. I'm yeah. really interested to see what you think of it. Cool. But he did it to piss the studio off, basically. Chris McQuarrie told me that. But something that he did was, his brother, I think, is uh, military training. Mm. So he used his brother as, or, or like a Navy SEAL or something like that. I don't wanna, mm. Um he's Special Ops or something like that. So the whole gun angle to us and how they stand and how they cover each other is all very, very uh, authentic. Wow. And I said, it's like, he goes, there's not many movies that are doing. And I was like, the John Wick movie's kind of doing. And he goes, oh, those guys. You know, could, the admiration. Yeah. yeah. From Chris, Chris McQuarrie. He won an Oscar for The Usual Suspects to be like, well... Yeah, know, those lads, like, yeah. they take it to the next level. So I just think it's amazing, the goodwill yeah. that these... I mean, what was ultimately when it first came out was a B... People thought it was going to be a B yeah, action movie, movie yeah. to being this, like... Yeah. <laughs> paragon. Like, like really? It's paragon. Yeah. Like, you
2: see the poster for it, and it's just him, and there's that kind of blue background. And I still remember when uh myself and my boyfriend, Van, went to it, and we came out, and we were like... What the heck just happened? Because that's what we expected. It would just be, yeah, it's a no kind of action yeah. movie. Especially following on from uh whatchamacallit? Uh 47 Ronan. Yeah, which, which is muck. Yeah, muck. exactly. Yeah. And then we came out of it and we were like, that was one of yeah. the best movies we've seen in a long time.
1: And I remember because you saw it in New York, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 And then you came home and you wrote the review and then like you were said to me, like, look, listen, will you just go watch John Wick, because I gave it five stars and like <sighs> I don't know if I should. I'd like, I mean, I really, really liked it, but I needed a second opinion on this. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll watch it. And then I was like, yep, no, nope, five stars. I mean, yeah, five stars. I
0: uh, yeah, yeah, I was in New York um, years ago and I was really sick. I was in bed for like, I was there for five days. I was in bed for three days. I was like, I had a really bad flu and a fever. And, uh, Went to waiting on a flight. Went to see John Wick in a theater in New York, and I told Keanu Reeves. <laughs> so I was like, "Be nice to me, Keanu Reeves. Here's my John Wick story." Yeah, so you're giving me yeah. shit
1: about like fucking
0: Paul yeah, yeah, but like I mean, at the same at the see, at the same sorry, time sorry, at the sorry. same time, Brian, I didn't get Keanu Reeves to call you out. You know, so not the same, not the same thing. But like, you but you would anyway, imagine Keanu Reeves called. I was you out, sick, like. and I was like, "This is so good! Oh my god!" And then afterwards, was like, oh, "I'm still really sick." And then I, but then I, I didn't come out for a few months later. Um, And I was like Oh god Was it as good as I remember Or did I just have a fever And yes it was as good as I remembered Yes it was As was the second one Yes As was John Wick 2 Yeah Anyway uh, That's it for the reviews this week D Malumbi, Hit me up with some movie news There's a whole heap of trailers this week
2: Yes I love trailers So I'm doing all trailer news Because I feel like it (laughs)
0: Dear Jason.
1: you do
2: you. I will do me. Okay, so. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I could hear For the, the long pregnant long, long, long pause. I, I could hear. <laughs> it. Could, I could, could hear you, the cautious Could you just hear Brian's
0: eyelid? Like, just go. Like, <laughs> don't say anything. don't say anything. I didn't say anything. <laughs> take her. You can take her by a, a human resources. Oh my god!
1: I like, to. I didn't say anything. I said nothing. Okay, do the thing. <laughs> I'm I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm (laughs) done, I'm being professional Okay,
2: so um, earlier this week we had the trailer drop for On the Basis of Sex which Felicity Jones stars in and is getting a lot of Oscar hype maybe this will finally be the time when she wins her Oscar because she's been previously nominated now for um, on the theory, no, The The Theory of of Everything Yeah, yeah yeah. So yeah, in this film she plays Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Army Hammer plays her husband and it follows one of the lawyer's earliest cases, Weinberger versus Weisenfeld and I'm really sorry if I've made a bollocks out of pronouncing that. But anyway, um, is that a curse word? No, I don't think it is. I think it's It's Grant.
0: Bollocks is like a PG-13 curse.
1: Yeah, Yeah, you can get away with it. Do you know like in PG-13 films you're allowed one F-bomb? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Really? Like this podcast. I got one. I got one oh, in. Yeah. I used the one we'll over have this week. PG-13, yeah.
2: Um, yeah, but did you guys get a chance to see the trailer? I did. Think? Yeah.
1: Um, I'll tell you right now, I have. A, uh, uh, the story of Ruth Bader Ginsburg is really interesting. Mm. Um, I feel like this is one of those TV
0: movies that you would watch about <laughs> it. Who directed this?
2: It is Mimi Leder. Oh, Deep
0: Impact. She worked in a yore for years. Yeah. Leftovers,
2: um, Shameless. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: TV, but she's a TV director, I, which I kind of. Say, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you on this. Like, I didn't make it to the end of the trailer because you've, you've dropped three trailers for stories, so of, you're going to yeah. watch them all, and it was by far my least favourite. Yeah. But Ruth Bader Gainsbourg is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I hope it's good. Yeah. And I'm sure Felicity Jones is amazing in yeah. it. Yeah. Army Hammer can, like, just show up, Army Hammer. Like, I just get, like, I feel like Army Hammer strategically picking his films. I was so, some sort of social conscience or something like that. You think? But just to be perceived that way. Yeah. I just it, he, I don't know why he annoys me so much. But Is it because he's, really he's anno- so good looking? No, I don't, like I don't. I interviewed Henry Cavill last week. Yeah. Distractingly good looking, that man. Distractingly yeah. good looking. He walked past me in the hall. I was like. Jesus, they're Superman! Stop staring! <laughs> stop staring! Yeah. So anyway, yeah.
1: I was talking to somebody about Henry Cavill. It's like, it, you know, is it gay to want to have sex with him? Like, and I was like, like, I mean, it's the kind of thing. Like, he's that good-looking. You're just like, it's Henry Cavill. Like, a, you know, like, he's like literally a Greek god. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the dude looks like a Greek god. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> he looks like a Greek god. Okay. I
2: was looking at you for what you said like <laughs> a just second saying. ago. Uh, what did you think of it? Um, I liked it. Yeah, I thought it looked good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know I'm intrigued I, I hope that I, I'm hoping that maybe the trailer doesn't kind of give it justice
0: Yeah like, you know? I mean you like the cast you know yeah. you like the story I mean yeah, that's exactly, that's, that's, yeah. a huge,
2: that's a huge And Felicity Jones is doing a decent um, Brooklyn accent Yeah You know yeah, because be there was, she was getting a bit of guff is that the right word on Twitter people being like oh British actress cast as an American and it's like they do the vice versa all the time It's fine yeah. Did you
1: hear many Americans doing English accents though?
0: not as much but yeah. i mean i think that's because americans don't go to the uk to work you know Fair uh, point. You know, yeah. british actors have to go over to america yeah, to work as well so it's just probably just the volume thing uh, yeah. i hope it's good i think it's an amazing
2: story yeah i, I wanted it to be good so i wanted yeah. it to be good
0: Yeah. okay what else have you got the
2: um this one i think that you guys um Probably preferred the look at um, the trailer for Boy Boy Erased, which stars Lucas Hedges. Um, He would have been in Lady Bird last year. He also got an Oscar nomination for his role in Manchester by the Sea, heartbreaking movie. And this one looks like a heartbreaker too. Um, Nicole Kidman, Russell Crowe, also star and it's directed by Joel Edgerton.
0: Can I just say Manchester by the Sea was like being emotionally kicked in the balls for two hours. No, thank you. Great acting, incredible performances. And I do remember, Dee, it was your first junk, so saw holds a special place in your heart. I know. And Casey Affleck, incredible. Um, like, just a great film, mm-hmm. right? But I'd never want to see it again. Yeah. It was too much.
2: In fairness, that whole, uh, the way you put it, emotional being kicked in the balls was how I felt seeing, like, Million Dollar Baby. Yeah. I was like, yeah. it was almost, like, when it's too sad, I almost, like, just disconnect from it. Yeah. And I'm like, I actually can't, like, feel like I just am not enjoying this anymore it was, anymore, just, it was you know? just
0: so much <laughs> it was like holy shit can't learn Lonergan chill out it's yeah it's like, well, it's, everybody stop dying and this is ugh.
1: i tell you right now don't if that's if that's your, if you, you can't handle that don't go see First Reformed I went to see First Reformed
0: uh, last Friday
2: oh yeah the new Ethan Hawke one Ooh, <sighs>
0: that's a Paul Schrader one yeah no, like it's. I will say though, I loved this trailer. Thing. Yeah, I thought it was great. And then yeah. I see Joel Edgerton pop up, and I'm like, I love Joel Edgerton. And I see that he directed. I'm like, he's a really good director. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like his brother. Oh, hey. but, he, but it, the Gift was a movie he made for Blumhouse. You yeah, love that. this, is, um, love that this is
2: only his second feature as since a The Gift. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Like, I mean, is he going to just shift to direct him full time? He produced Robert
0: Zemeckis' new movie as well with Steve Carell. He's a producer on that. The uh, Battle of the Welcome to Marwin thing. Yeah, he produced her on and that. and you have
2: to remember he's starred in both of the films he's directed so far. So we might just keep doing that mm. and stay in kind of like a more a supporting role. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, or Clint Eastwood. Or but he, of them, he looks right? like he, he looks
0: like he's got a smaller role in this one. So the sort of story this one is about. It's about conversion therapy, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, about this boy who's basically told that he has to go to therapy, otherwise he's just going to be exiled and shunned by his. Family friends and faith so it's it's tough, and I mean it looks really, really sad, yeah, yeah. it looks like it's definitely um going to be a tear got, and that me. it, it doesn't me. look like it's go- it doesn't look well i don't know i haven't seen it yet, but it doesn't it it doesn't really have promised that everything's going to be okay, and his family is going to realise that you know that this is wrong and stuff so it's it's pretty because it's it based on a true story um, yeah it is it's based on a memoir which I forget the author's name of but yeah it's based on the true story
1: Chloe Moretz actually has a film that's coming that, that was in uh, Sundance that thing the miseducation a Cameron Post there was a trailer for that last oh, week yeah, and it's a similar bu- yeah, too, yeah and it's a similar buzz as well it's all about like gay conversion therapy and how it doesn't work and I think
2: did it win an award at Sundance
1: yeah, oh yeah that's right it won the yeah. audience
2: award yeah, yeah it won
0: the audience award so those movies are generally great the ones that win the audience awards are they, yeah. they, they always do quite well at the box office as well yeah. so they, they, they might just be taking their time releasing that because Sundance was what January yeah. yeah so like it's way off but we business. are the and I know th- I know the third movie you're going to talk about isn't w- would really Oscar yeah. worthy or no. doesn't it wouldn't appear to be at least a J.J. Yeah. Abrams movie uh, that he produced but we're seeing those Oscar yeah. trailers start to creep out now aren't we
2: oh sure oh for sure and I mean another one that would have dropped kind of over um, kind of late last week was like Colette and I think that that's kind of Keira Knightley going for the best actress Oscar um, that looks really great, too. So I suppose it's because, you know, we're right in the heart, if not approaching the end of summer blockbuster season now. So there's no point in dropping, you know, the trailers for, for the summer blockbusters. So it just makes sense that the next season to get kind of everyone hyped about and going to the cinema about is Oscar season. So yeah. it's, I'd imagine that's why we're seeing those trailers now. And I'd imagine we'll see even more in the coming weeks. And we have Comic-Con this weekend as well.
0: Yeah,
1: there's going to be the first trailer for Aquaman. There's going to be the first trailer for... Oh, Christ, what was it? I forgot, but Aquaman is the somewhat big or, one. Somewhat a nerd movie that nerds yeah. like. But Aquaman is the big one. That's the one that everyone's interested in because like you've got James Wan directing a Our pal, oh, Patrick Glass. Wilson.
2: Glass, yes, Glass. Glass. Glass, Glass.
1: I'm actually excited to see that. It's going to be Glass.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I still have to see Unbreakable and... Oh, you haven't seen Unbreakable? Um, we revisit it before we review Glass? Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Um, so yeah the two of them are the big kind of trailers to watch I I'm think. more
0: excited to see what Conan O'Brien does at Comic Con he's, he he's always does, good the isn't the he Comic Con yeah. stuff is always amazing yeah. the remote stuff that he uh, that he produces okay the uh, Overlord
2: yeah I, I don't even have a summary for this <laughs> it's J.J. Abraham's produced it's a World War 2 horror and it looks pretty bonkers and I, d- I don't know if it's gonna work
1: yeah because like typically right when like when you have World War Two movies and you kind of splash them together with a different genre like a horror or yeah. the Michael Mann with the Keep, exactly, yeah. I was going to say like Dead Snow or yeah the Keep or, or Inglorious Bastards, Inglorious Bastards, or and that yeah. was like you know Western iconography and blah. Um, they're usually kind of it's kind of taking the Mick out of it, you know that sort of way. With the exception of the Keep, like Dead Snow was really tongue in cheek. Iron Sky, remember that one? Really tongue mm. um, in cheek.
0: Um Iron Sky lose a fortune,
1: yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, it was. There was a whole thing. Um, Overlord, though, kind of looks like it's actually doing something. It like it's weird because like they have um, ACDC in the trailer, mm. and then like the way that it, it seems to be shot seems to be done in a very cle- not clever way, but like it's quite comic booky. Yeah, mm. so yeah. it's kind of like
0: okay, it's almost like a computer game. Yeah, that's even exactly. Even the title feels quite. Yeah.
1: Like it, and like, this the, for anyone who plays Call of Duty, there's like, there's a setting, there's a, a multiplayer setting in it called Zombies where you're just shooting, Yeah, you know, but you play Call of Duty, the Nazi don't. zombies. Yeah, Nazi it? zombies. Yeah, yeah. yeah, So it's a it's pretty well worn trope. Um, there's not a really well known cast. I mean, I'd say the most well known person in it is probably Wyatt Russell. Yeah. Um, I yeah I, I don't know. It looks like a bit of crack. Looks like a bit of crack. Like I I I'm, I was watching. It like, ah yeah. Who I'd directed it? Uh, a guy called Julian Avery, like he's only had one film. He did this film called Son of a Gun with Ewan McGregor. Got like a really, really small
0: release. So people thought the, that this was going to be part of the Cloverfield universe.
2: Yeah, people are still kind of. Uh, but after of the Cloverfield that. paradox,
0: everybody's like, oh, maybe you don't. to be attached write. to that, stank?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I doubt it. But I mean, it's it's weird. Like, is it, there? Are they, like, zombies in it or something? I don't know. I've I don't get It's, it. like, it's like, yeah. a bit like The,
0: the Thing. There seems to be an element of The Thing. Yeah, so, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, the whole time I was
1: watching, I was like, oh, that's a reference to that, and that feels like a reference. Like, I, it's a nerd's dream, Brian. Ca- exactly. It's the kind of thing you're like, yeah, I'll totally watch that. That'd be grass crack. Like, I mean, like, and the fact that they're releasing it, like, at, like 25th of October, I think is the release date for mm-hmm. it. That's perfect timing. It was for right around,
0: it's right around when, uh, when the Halloween remake is coming out, though. Oh, oh Yeah. 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 I don't know about that now. I'll be prioritizing like, yeah. that now. No, we'll yeah. like no Halloween, the Halloween thing is
1: 19th of October. And Overlord is the 25th. So it's the week after.
0: So yeah, but... You can't tell us what's out next week, but go to October and Brian can give us exact dates, right? I do know what's out next
2: week. Yeah, but the thing is, like, Halloween... <laughs> I checked. You know, the fact that it's out the week before, it's yeah. the week after. Yeah. Like, it still might kind of Oh, yeah, it'll have legs. Yeah, everything. yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm expecting the Halloween remake to make a... Yeah, that's going to do very
0: well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward is. to that I, I just hope
2: really it's not bad. I, I hope it's really be. good. I
0: don't think it will be. I think I think Danny McBride and David Gordon Green had a very unique take on it. Mm. I think to bring Jamie Lee Curtis back in the way that they're bringing her mm. back. Mm. Um, I just I you know everything about it is for me is is kind of screaming. Yeah. this is going to be quality. And I loved Stronger. Stronger was one of the most underrated movies mm. of last year. David Gordon Green directed about the Boston bombing. About a man that lost both of his legs. Jake Gyllenhaal played the lead role in it. Jake is just never going to get his dues. I don't think. You don't think? Uh, well, he's so good in that. Like he is mm. incredible and stronger. And mm. uh, there's not a sniff of an Oscar for him. Not a sniff of an Oscar nomination for him. I know he was nominated uh, for Brokeback Mountain, but uh,
2: even then, that Nightcrawler. Was a while ago. That yeah. Was like, yeah. What was it? Thirteen years N- ago. Nightcrawler is
0: one of those that was. That he should have been. Yeah. Nightcrawler is seen as a like an absolute massive oversight by mm. the Academy. Yeah. Um, but I think it was just a couple of years before they started really including uh, diverse people in the voting, or more more diversity yeah. in the in the, uh, the voting pool. So uh, maybe a younger academy would have voted that one in. Yeah, um, because definitely. Because best picture this year, woman that shagged a fish. So, you know, it's getting a bit... Uh, not you a have a fish. lot of
2: resentment about I that. I do, I do. But I, like, would you have rather... You weren't mad about three billboards either. So it was between those two. So you wouldn't have been happy shh, either way. a between
0: those two, though. You know, it shouldn't have been between but those. It two. Was. I know.
1: It's just like the like the, the, the election, like the US election, it was between Hillary and Donald <laughs> Trump and it's like which do you want? And it's like, well, you can have a fish or you can have, you know, uh so yeah, I don't know. Um I still stand by it. I thought Shape of Water was amazing. Yeah.
2: Okay. I I, I would have loved to see obviously Lady Bird, like I've said many yeah, times true. before, was my absolute favourite. But definitely Shape of Water, I'm happy with that win.
0: I thought Italia should have won. Out of those. But sure, look. What do I, I know?
2: You, but the, what yeah. do I know? But the CGI ice skating is so.
0: I didn't think it was
1: that bad. Looking. I saw it. I didn't think it was that I've bad. I've seen
2: real skating.
1: Oh well, bully for, you, <laughs> You're a bully for you, Deirdre. Bully for you. It
2: looks crap. Sorry, I love the movie. Besides that. <laughs> <laughs> just not real man just not real no, no okay. it's, not real. It's, not real. Okay, it's not real okay
0: Brian Lloyd um, in the greatest tradition of the revisit you came up with this one five minutes before ten, uh, min- ten, ten minutes ten minutes sorry give me some credit before we went through this now next week because we've got the Chris McQuarrie yes. uh, segment talking about Way of the Gun uh, we're, go- we're all going to rewatch Way of the Gun well he hasn't seen it we're going to yeah. watch it and talk about it in details mm-hmm. um, so wing this one Brian
1: Anchorman his name was Ron Burgundy
2: he was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo.
1: Um, because of the Paul Road fiasco and what have you. Um, I like that you're admitting that it's a fiasco. Oh no, it's God. Like, I mean, like, I okay. Uh, before we get into the the, the revisable Angerman, I, I really want to stress this. <laughs> like, I had every He's intention. Sorry.
0: He's I, like, oh. I,
1: I really had every intention of uh, conducting a professional interview with Paul Rudd. It just got away from me, all no, right? No, you
2: didn't. Yes, you, I did. I don't believe you did.
1: <sighs> I really did. I, I really did. But well, anyways, <laughs> Um Man, I love Angerman. He Anchorman. hugged
0: you.
2: I yeah. mean, like, yeah. Like he was, and you looked terrified I while was he was terrified. doing so. <laughs> if you should have, I
0: told you, you should have hung on for like two seconds longer and then be like, hold me, hold me, Paul Rudd. Just, Just a little, just like, I love you. And she went, I love you, man. I, well, I yeah, love it. Uh, Do yeah. your gun thing that you didn't on midday. We yeah, yeah. go guns. Although I robbed
1: off from Paul Newman. Um, no, uh, Anchorman, right? Uh, directed by Adam McKay. Who, to be honest, I think he's kind of just chucked the whole comedy thing. Well, hasn't he?
0: one of the best interviews you've ever done or have ever seen on the site is your interview with Adam McKay. I love that interview, with Adam McKay. Thank
2: you. Is that the one where they curse all through? Yeah, the Brian
0: got given out. Well, no, I think what happened was no, because it was a podcast. You were yeah. for the insert of podcast? Yeah. So it was a long form. It was like R.I.P. Yeah, it was like a 15, 20 minute.
2: Break.
0: What <laughs> the insert No, it was. I mean, it was a very good podcast. Yeah, we, you did it for a while there. A. Um, and Brian, if you are my case, so you ever like 15, 20 minutes?
1: Yeah, it was yeah. It was, God, it was longer. I think. Yeah, and it was yeah. for
0: um the big the big short the
1: big short yeah, and like I loved the big short. Well, I
0: think I no, I think the issue was. Was that not that you were using foul language, Brian? But that then Adam was like, "Oh, we can use foul language." And Adam McKay started using yes, foul language, and
1: then he cursed a lot.
0: Yeah, and it's just, but it's a great chat because it's he, yeah, you know, like anything, it's like, oh, this is an actual conversation. I'm not just. There was a yeah. back and forth. Directors are always great, generally.
1: Exactly, and like what I would say about Adam McKay is that he, is a re- he has a he has really deep knowledge of film. Like he has a really deep intuitive knowledge of film, and when you watch Anchorman with that in mind you can tell that he's really smart about Because, like, one of the films that he was uh, immediately inspired by with Anchorman, the first one, was uh, The Terror in Inferno, believe it or not. Because he was like, if you watch The Terror in Inferno back the opening scene with Steve McQueen goes into the building and your one's lying on the bed, is that that's total Ron Burgundy. Like, that's just from the start. And even when you watch Anchorman, like... The cinemat... This is hilarious, like, but the cinematography of it looks like it's a film from the 70s. It's that real kind of, like...
2: Or a TV show or or something. Or a TV show from the
1: 70s, like Six Million Dollar Man, that it's got that real kind of glow to it. Like, everything's really sharp and, you know, it just... It looks gorgeous, like, for a comedy film, like... um, But, like, my favourite... My favourite... of Oh, yeah, and the other thing, the the big fight sequence when they fight... Like, that's (laughs) from Gangs of New York. Yeah. That's Rob straight out of Gangs of New York. Um... I love that fight sequence. And my favorite part of that entire sequence is Tim Robbins opening up when they, when Tim Robbins <laughs> comes in with the, with, the, with the thing and he's like, well, it looks like we've got ourselves a bilingual bloodbath. <laughs> and then the bit at the end when he throws his sword
0: <laughs> away and he's running like this. And he's just <laughs> I like a brick kill the guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh well, yeah, when he, with the, with the his trident. Spirit. Yeah, when he just, yeah, like... <laughs> and that was like Rob from Planet of the Apes, like the bit with the horses and um, when they're pulling the guy away in the net that's from Planet of the Apes
0: I remember going to see that in Toronto uh, I was in Toronto for a summer years ago as a student and we didn't get the Daily Show over here but Steve Carell was in the Daily Show at the time yeah. mm-hmm. and had this re- like real like obsessive following because whenever Brick was on screen in Anchorman <sighs> the, the audience was like yeah here he is and I was like who's this guy oh. Like he was one of those guys whose talent you know was, was evident from very early on
1: mm. Had he, Was he on the US office by that stage? I don't think No so. he wasn't No he no. no.
0: did Like I mean it was soon after I think the US office yeah. happened And that's obviously what that And the four year old version is what propelled yeah. him to yeah, Who sure. he is now But I think
1: like in a, in, a, in a lot of ways I feel like the Anchorman is kind of like um, It's like the Simpsons Insofar as is that it's become such a kind of Touchstone for people in terms of popular culture, like isn't like you always see those memes on Facebook where it's something from Anchorman and like just a bit of white text on something like Yeah. It looks so stupid.
0: Some dank memes. Yeah, and it just
1: like kind of cheapens it a bit. But like if you go back and watch it, it's a really smartly made mm-hmm. thing. And like to not even that as well, but the fact that like they basically reshot this film entirely because there was a whole there was a whole subplot. Um, that it was... They were kind of taking the mick out of The Weather Underground, which was this, like, uh, counter-revolutionary socialist terrorist, domestic terrorist in the 70s. <laughs> that, yeah, there was this entire there was this entire plot that was, like, cut out of it. And then they made uh, a second... They made, like, uh, they, when the DVDs were sent out, uh, the home release, they actually had... I think it was, like, The Legend Continues or something like that. Because and the
0: outtakes, because... Uh, there were so many. There were so many Adam outtakes. McKay makes his movies, and I, I could be wrong... But Adam McKay did work with Will Ferrell on Saturday Night Live. That's how they met each yeah. other. I could be wrong, but I think Adam McKay is the cowbell. I think that I think he was one of the writers on that. Yeah. He was certainly um, responsible for a lot of Will Ferrell's best material on SNL, and that's how they met. Um, but the Anchorman it has stood the test of time. It mm-hmm. is one of the most rewatchable comedies. Yeah. And I remember this is when this is when I gave up on it. Right? Empire Magazine gave it two stars. Yeah. I remember reading that. Going, are you uh, what? What? It's a yeah. it's a great comedy, and they gave Attack of the Clone four stars. Yeah, but you give Star Wars films four and five stars. I'm just people.
1: saying, like Attack of the Clones is like was really was a really bad film. They gave it four stars, and like it's kind of a thing. No, but yeah, like it's weird. Like it it it, it like Zoolander. I don't think got great reviews when it was first.
0: Old released. School didn't either. Well, old, school old School didn't buy Empire either? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So like, I don't know. I mean, it is one of the things that you won't like when they were back over for the second Anchorman film like they were pretty Adam McKay in particular was pretty open about the fact that it was like I did not expect to make a sequel to this at all because it was DVD sales that really saved Anchorman.
2: Yeah. I think it was similar with Zoolander, if yeah. I recall. Yeah, yeah. Zoolander yeah, yeah, so like, wasn't a huge opener. Yeah, though. it was there the There you go, home. guys. DVDs to the rescue. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Not Just anymore, saying. though, in fairness. Yeah. Well, On Demand and stuff can kind of rejuvenate a I'm, movie. Uh, so that's kind of where we've evolved to, yeah. I suppose. I'll tell you what, I
0: can't rejuvenate a movie. Illegal downloads.
1: Yeah, in fairness. Take like, your movies, kids. But it's a shame, though, because like... Um, Anchorman 2 was not great. I really feel Probably. like Anchorman I did 2.
2: I actually didn't bother really? watching Probably it like because it. it just got such bad reviews and I was like, "Oh, I don't want it to taint the first yeah. one for me." Yeah. So I just decided it's to as, it It's it's as mental
0: as the first one, up a notch. Do you know what I mean like,
2: Yeah, like it's I think I know
0: I remember Bill Simmons uh, talking to Will Ferrell about Anchorman um and saying the second one doesn't get the same level of adoration. adoration as the first one. And he reckons it's because uh, there's different rights, I think, with the owners of it. So the first anchor man used to be on in rotation on like the cable stations, I think, right. in, in the US. Um, and then the second anchor man didn't have to write the right, the same cable station didn't have the rights to it. So mm. not as many people come up and talk about the second one. Sure. But the second one more than has its moments. It's classic Adam McKay. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's, I think it's a very when something is held in such high regard it's obviously going to be a difficult to ma- it's obviously going to be difficult to make a sequel course yeah. especially when that sequel is you know what, what was it 10 years later more something like something that something like yeah. that maybe 11 years mm-hmm. later so yeah. i get it
2: yeah i you don't know? know i just find that like It just seems to be a kind of curse that the sequels of like really big cult comedies just aren't any good. Like you saw Super Troopers 2 a few weeks ago and that was no good. I remember seeing Zoolander number two and I was really, really, really excited to see a sequel to really, really good looking, Um, really excited to see the sequel to Zoolander. And it was just dreadful yeah. well, it wasn't funny I think the all. issue
0: with Zulander was there was a lot of different people attached to direct director was more one person attached to direct when like mm. Stiller, Spencer was, was trying to get it made and then ended up just doing it himself and I don't think he you know had developed it as something that he was going to direct and I think he just directed it to get it made and um, because if you look at something like which, do you mean with the first one no or the, the second, second the second one second, oh, okay, the second yeah, one he yeah. developed the first one which uh, Alexander Skarsgård is one of the models at the start of it there that's right yeah. yeah Brian was like no it's not and he looked him up and he was like you're oh, right oh yeah it
1: is yeah yeah, I remember
0: that Yeah, um, but I think that's Earth to Doug yeah I don't think so because <laughs> you were like <laughs> yeah. but uh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty was Ben Stiller's last movie that he directed before that and it is incredible I cannot recommend The Secret Life of Walter Mitty enough gorgeous soundtrack gorgeous location it's just a lovely film uh, Patton Oswalt's a deadly little role in it Kristen Wiig isn't it enough because I heart Kristen Wiig um, but it's a great film. So, like, Bensler is an excellent director. Tropic Thunder as well, particularly with comedy. Yeah, oh, and particularly Tropic Thunder is a great. One, like, he's yeah. an excellent. Is it still the most expensive comedy of all time? Maybe not. Mm, yeah, it's up there. I'd say. Uh, uh,
1: yeah, I'd say it probably is. Yeah. So okay, what are we going to be talking about next week? Mission Impossible: Fallout I am. So, we're going to see it tonight. Hey, yeah. 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 Are you we're, you having a family
0: outing?
2: Oh no, we're going. <laughs>
0: so Brian doesn't have to sit in his My own. My family.
2: Right. Brian, Brian, Brian don't, cr- don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: even Paul, <laughs> not even Paul Rudd allowed to touch Brian. Yeah. Um, yeah, can no, we're we're can we screen grab that Brian's face and just? <laughs>
1: Um, but yeah, no, we're going to see it uh, tonight. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm so excited. Like, the reviews have been amazing yeah. for this. I've seen it. I know, this is what I'm saying. Like, i got to see, like, how, like, is it as good as everyone is saying I just is.
2: think the Mission Impossible movies have always just been really solid. Like, they're yeah. just good entertainment, good action, That's great sequences. That's what was going to, oh it's my just, God. They're, like, I, I don't know. I think it's genuinely one of the most consistent franchises but out so there. Well, so I'm really excited for the next one. Well, I mean, it's,
0: it, like, we're talking to Chris McQuarrie about it for why he came back to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Cruise, like, call, Tom Cruise calls him McHugh. I was like, Tom Cruise calls you McHugh? And he's like, yeah, I know. But he was I, delighted with the reviews because the reviews had just broken that yeah, day. Yeah, that day. And you could see he was like... Relieved. Yeah, because these, cause one of the first things I said to him was, it was like movies of this scale. So comparatively, you could talk, say, James Bond. That franchise is of this scale. Sam Mendes made two back-to-back, but after the first, and he was like, oh, Jesus, I don't know. Mm. You know like, w- like, why did you want to come back? Mm. But uh, yeah, I mean, we'll get into it next week. I like this. There's a lot to it to really like, but it's two and a half hours long. I just remembered.
1: Remember I was, trying to say, remember I was saying to you before we came on air, yeah, there was a film I specifically watched so that we could do the, do for the revisit yeah. this week. It was the first Mission Impossible. I actually watched the first <coughs> Brian Mission De Palma. Impossible. Yeah, Brian De Palma. I actually watched the first Mission Impossible on Saturday and I was like, yeah, we're going to do this for the readers. And do you think I rolled it down to remind myself? And I didn't.
2: If only you had it posted. If only I
0: had it posted. Second one is ridiculous. Oh, the second one is muck. I'd say Dougery Scott as well has all his nightmares about the second because he was cast as Wolverine the next minute and had to pull out. But the first one, though,
1: like, oh, God, the first one is so. Like, I love Brian De Palma anyway, but the first one is so good and it's yeah. so. Like,. Smart and weird and cool and just yeah I yeah I agree with you. I, I actually
2: was. watched pretty much the first four in a row, so they all kind of blend in. But I just remember always being amused. I do remember the second one got a bit crazy with the face swapping thing. Yeah, but it was still good fun. I like I said, just consistently. The two boys coming yeah.
0: towards each other and then they jump out and then like it's because John Woo. Yeah, <laughs> it's even slow and like yeah. with doves yeah. everywhere. Yeah, it was, and I people think, jumping. It was, it was the first movie after Face Off, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. So you had to, you had. That Hollywood currency, yeah. Okay, so we're going. We've got a lot to talk about then next week. Yeah, and then uh, your so your aunt' man interview is going to be up. It's going to be up early. Yeah, it'll be up early. Hopefully, no yeah. embargo. So uh, see see the pained look on Brian's face when the nicest man in Hollywood holds him closely <laughs> and tightly. Um, huge shout out to Charlotte Reed in production. She got a shout out at the top there as well. She did, yeah, Brian went off the rails. And tell producer Dave there, um, we need to get you a microphone. I think we need to. Get, we, I mean, they so can't you can see. Contribute. Yeah, I think oh, I'd like to. Oh, I'd like to hear you contribute. Um, or just like, just every once in a while, just go hello. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, it's just that dry you just sort of like. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That 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 comedic ability you can't be taught, Producer Dave. You know. So okay, we'll check in with you next week. Thanks, guys. Mm, I love scotch.
2: I love scotch. Scotchy, scotch is got scotch. Here it goes down, down into my belly.
1: Mm-mm-mm.